got a word for you tonight, and uh, I want to share a couple thoughts uh, from Matthew chapter 2. And so uh, we'll have it on the screen, or you can turn there. Matthew chapter 2, verse 9. It says, After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Listen to this. On coming to the house, the wise men, they saw the child, a baby, with his mother, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This story is about uh, the wise men in their search for Jesus as they followed uh, the star. And uh, we're going to pull a couple thoughts from this passage uh, tonight. And uh, as we're getting ready for Christmas, we're close now. I mean, it's, we're, we're hours away. Uh, I have been searching diligently uh, for a specific present for my wife. And uh, I love spoiling Jamie. You know, she puts up with a lot. we got three boys in the house, me and the two boys. And uh, it's pretty much wrestle, they call it wrestlemania. 24-7. Literally this morning we woke up and uh, first thing Genesis says is not good morning, not I can't wait for Christmas, didn't do his prayer time, no time in the word, just WrestleMania jumps on the bed, starts punching me. And Jamie's like, man, already? It's like not even seven. We're doing WrestleMania already? Uh, but I, she puts up with a lot, so I have been diligently looking for a present that I have been unable to find. And uh, I have uh, not been successful. Uh, so what I had to do is I had to, maybe you've been in this position, I had to settle for a different present. And um, she's getting disappointed right now listening to this. So I had this in my mind, but I had to settle for this. You know, it's still good. It's just not what I wanted. And uh, I've been working, and Bianca, I've been working, trying to find the other one. We found it, and uh, the one that I really wanted, but it doesn't get here in time. And uh, so it's coming sometime in January. It's incredible. Uh, but I got a notification today and uh, that someone was at my door, and that package got delivered early. Christmas miracle. I know. I know. Christmas miracle. And um, so you get the real one, so that's good. Um, you get the better present. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me, even from the message that, we were about to, that I was about to speak tonight, that oftentimes in our search for everything that God has for us, his good plan, his good purpose, his presence, his peace, his joy, oftentimes when the journey gets difficult enough, we settle for less than the very best that he has. And, and I, so I, did, I did this. I'm like, I can't find what I want. The time is coming near. I'm going to settle for this. And, and, and I, I really felt this week is that, and specifically this morning, even from this example, is that some of us have settled. We've settled for the world's version of joy or peace or hope, the world's version of comfort or healing or forgiveness. And, and, and at times we can settle for less than the good thing that God has for us. Don't let a difficult season make you settle for a lesser star. I don't know if you know this or not, but everyone everywhere is searching for something. I mean, if you look at our world, if you watch the news, if you're on social media, everyone, Christians and non-Christians alike, everyone everywhere is searching for something. We have more hopelessness than we've ever had. Suicide rates are higher than they've ever been. We have people that are depressed and discouraged, people that are without hope in a, in, in a beautiful season like this is, Christmas. We have people that are grieving and mourning. There is emptiness. 
in our world. People are searching. Everyone, everywhere is searching for something. The wise men were on a quest to find the star. They were on a quest to find what the star was leading them to. And I think that the wise men, uh, and like might be like a lot of people here, is that they're searching, but they still haven't found what they're looking for. Hey, what? What's what just happened? That's enough, Pastor Ben. I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, but, you know, everybody under 40 is like, that is an awesome song. I never heard that before. <laughs> Everyone over 40, you're pretending like you didn't know it. All the religious people just left. And can, you even, can you even preach after that? You know what? I, I really believe that humanity is on a search and probably saying the same thing of the lyrics of this song is that I still haven't, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. You know, the, the, the wise men, as they set off to find the star, I was thinking through this this week and imagining uh, these, these men. And, you know, we believe there was three wise men. The nativity scene has three wise men. But scholars believe there was many. That we, They came with three gifts, so we kind of draw conclusions that there was only three wise men. But most scholars believe there was multiple wise men. Some people believe there's even over 100 wise men that traveled together. Weeks and weeks traveled together. Can you imagine that conversation going on? in the home and I can't imagine I come home to Jamie and start packing the suitcase she's like where are you going I'm like uh, don't worry about it <laughs> who's going all my friends about a hundred of us can I come no how long are you going to be gone months what are you following where are you going what are you going to do I saw a star last night she's like okay you're a liar and this this is this is what I mean these people packed up and left they left everything for a star they left everything for something that they saw in the sky to embark on a journey, on a search for something that they were looking for. 
There are many different suggestions for the natural origin of this remarkable star. Some people say it was conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. I don't know if many of you saw the star this last week, and many people have been talking about it, and they're saying it's actually the star. I don't know if it's actually the star. Some people say it was an anomaly, but this type of star with Jupiter and Saturn, when they cross, we haven't seen this in hundreds and hundreds of years, and it just so happened in 2020. But even if it's not the star, it's a really nice reminder that God still sees us and he sent his son. But the wise men were in a search for the star. They, in their search, it led them to King Herod, who was the king at that time. And uh, they tell King Herod, text tells us, they tell King Herod, we are, we are trying to find the king of the Jews. Now, if you're a sitting king, the last thing you want to hear is someone tell you that they're looking for the new king. It's bad news. And so they tell Herod, we are looking for the new king. Herod's obviously threatened. And I think the wise men had a discovery. They discovered that they were in the wrong place. They were listening to the wrong people. And they were serving the wrong king. Do you know when the world says that they're not found, or when we say we haven't found what we're looking for, you can usually draw the deductions back to the wrong place with the wrong people and serving the wrong thing. And the wise men have this realization and they realize Herod is not the one we should be talking to. And so they go back to follow the star. The star leads them to an inn, to a stable where Jesus had been born. Now this is, these wise men were not just like ordinary people. They're not, they, they, they were wise, okay? They were, they, they, these guys were affluent. These, had, these guys were respectable. They had a reputation. This was not somebody that was just lost and uh, out chasing stars. These were people of means, people with wisdom and a reputation to maintain, and they followed the star to the end. I, I want you to know this is curiosity is a huge part of your spiritual journey. Just the curiosity that says maybe things could be different. Maybe life could be more fulfilling than what it is. Maybe I could get healing. Maybe I could find peace. Maybe God does have something for me. Maybe there is a plan for my life. That curiosity, friend, is the beginning of discovery. The beginning of discovering that God sees you, that God loves you, that God has a plan for you, that God has a plan for your life, a purpose specifically for you. And the wise men set out, and there's a couple reactions that they have when they come to find Jesus. The couple things that we see in their, in their journey is they begin to search diligently. The star is there, and for many people, we would have just observed the star. Oh, wow, look at the star. Post. Like we, we have, but for them... There was a diligence in not only seeing something, but pursuing it. I think for many believers, we see things, we see God, or we see that God has more, and we observe it from a distance. But few people have the diligence to say, I'm going to search this out. In 2021, you should make a commitment. This should be one of your New Year's resolutions, that you're going to begin to seek Him, that you're going to begin to search for Him like never before. Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, seek the Lord, seek him, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart. Seek him. I think 2021 should be a search, the fast in the beginning of the year, the first couple months, that we decide as a church, that we decide as a family, that we are going to search 
for him. Search for him. When they saw the star stopped above the inn, the Bible says they were filled with joy. Why were they filled with joy? Why were they overjoyed that they had found what the star was leading them to? I'm going to tell you this. When you look for Jesus, when you get to your destination, the result is joy. The world does not give joy. Joy that the world gives is temporary. It's fleeting. Joy does not come in a package. Joy doesn't come through Amazon Prime. Joy, joy is, not, is not gained. Joy is not something that you work towards. Joy is what you find when you find Jesus. We've been talking about this in our series. Joy and Jesus are synonymous. They go together. You can have fleeting joy without Jesus, but you can't get Jesus without joy. When you find him, you find joy. They begin to search diligently. They look for the Lord. I would challenge you in this next year, even starting now, that you begin to search God out. Maybe you've been struggling with this season. Maybe in 2020 it's been difficult for you. Maybe you've experienced loss or encountered some type of pain or disappointment. I would encourage you to search him out because every answer that you're looking for can be found at the feet of Jesus. I know it sounds cliche and super spiritual, but everything that you're looking for can be found in him. They searched Diligently, The second thing, which I love that you, that you see in the story, is they found Jesus. They searched for him. They found him. And it says they worshiped. They worshiped wholeheartedly. Now, this is interesting because worship means worthship. It means giving someone or something worth, ascribing worth. And so they show up, and many of us, when we read the story, we're like, yes, of course. Of course the wise men are worshiping Jesus Baby, baby Jesus. I mean, I, I hope everyone can see what's happening here. Here are men that are respected, men that are wealthy, men that, 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 that uh, in, in any circle, they would be looked up to and admired and listened to. But yet they come into the presence of Jesus, they bow down to a baby, and they begin to worship. Can you imagine the stories going around Bethlehem? Hey, did you see those wise men that were chasing stars? They're crazy. They're not chasing the star anymore. Now they've knelt at the, at the stable, and they're worshiping that baby. That I mean, it's like the rumors that were going around about these wise men, they've really lost it now. Like, they, they have really lost their mind. But they begin to worship. Did you know when you really get a revelation of who Jesus is, you'll worship? When you really get a revelation of who he is, no one has to coax you. No one has to encourage you. No one has to exhort you. No one has to, to get on you. Make sure you read your Bible. Make sure you go to church. Make sure you get into When you get a revelation of Jesus, it creates a desire to worship. Why does it create a desire? Because you understand and recognize his worth. It wasn't a baby that was laying there. It was the savior of the world. It wasn't just a baby that was laying there. He's the king of kings. And the Lord of Lords, it wasn't just a baby that was laying there. He was the Savior that had been promised, that had been prophesied for hundreds and hundreds of years, now fulfilled. The star had led them to a Savior. And when the wise men encountered the Savior, they began to worship. When they found him, they worshiped and they gave him their best. I love this. They did not come to Jesus to get something. Now, this is interesting because I'm just going to tell you, if I left my family and went on a month-long journey 
to go find someone or something, I would think it would be to gain something. But their heart was not to gain. Their heart was to give. That immediately when they saw Jesus, they recognized who he was as a baby, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace. They begin to worship and their natural reaction was to give. Was to give and we're not about to take an offering. It's even bigger than that. It's a giving of our lives. Did you know this is what Christianity actually is? It's a search for a savior that's met and found in Jesus that develops into worship that results in a, a giving of our lives. That's really salvation. It's recognizing he's the Lord and he's the savior. I'm gonna worship him, ascribe him worth, believe in him and give him my life, that's Christianity, friend. What we see in the wise men as they followed the star they searched is the same journey that humanity is on right now, looking. But for many of us, we've settled for lesser versions, settled for lesser things or different things instead of understanding there's only one Savior. There's only one way. There is only one person that can bring true peace. There's only one person that can bring true joy. There's only one person that can heal my heart. There is only one person that can give me vision for the future. There's only one person that can fulfill my heart's longings and desires. It's only one. And if I settle for anything other than him, I will receive less than what he has for me. They gave generously. The wise men came on this journey prepared to give. They knelt before a baby and they offered him gifts. You know the story, the wise men came with gold, with frankincense and myrrh. And again, when we tell the story, we're like, of course, gold, frankincense. Oh, everybody needs a little myrrh. He, he's, a, he's a baby. It's like, Joseph, I heard this is great for diaper rash. You know, it's like this myrrh does wonders. It's like the original essential oils right here. I mean, young living who? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh right up in the stable. They gave, they gave gifts to a baby. What, what makes that sane? What makes that okay? What makes it normal? What makes it reverent? What makes it real? It's all based on the revelation of who the baby is. It hinges on the understanding that this is not just a baby. That this is not just your average child. That this baby, this child holds something for me. And I recognize who he is. And so it makes me want to give my whole self. It, wants, it makes me want to give my whole life. It makes me want to lay my own life and possessions down. Because I recognize who he is. The wise men came with the treasure of earth in their hands. And they left with the treasure of heaven in their hearts. Because when they came to Jesus, they came to give. But this is the crazy thing about God. Is that he never leaves us empty handed. We don't come to him to get, but he makes sure that when we come to give, that when we leave, we leave with something far more valuable than gold or frankincense or myrrh. There is a joy that comes from God that the world cannot replicate. There is a peace that comes from God that the world cannot replicate. There is, there is, there is real satisfaction 
real healing, real fulfillment that can only come from him. I think it's interesting that the wise men who were affluent men came to a stable. Not only did they come to a stable, they weren't the only ones that came to that stable. In fact, the angels of the Lord came to the shepherds far, far before the time that they came to the wise men. The angels came to the shepherds, and the shepherds came and they worshiped Jesus as he was born. And I think this is a beautiful picture of the gospel because the gospel is not just for those that are wise, nor is it those for those that are despised. It's for all people. It's for the shepherds in the field and it's for the wise men on their journey. It's for the lowest of the low and it's for the greatest of the great. It's for all people. It's for the greatest sinners and the most righteous. It's for all people. All of us are looking for something. All of us are on a journey searching for some type of fulfillment. And we still haven't found what we're looking for. But the wise men, when they found him, they worshiped and they gave. They realized that they were in the right place with the right people, with the right king. Their search helped them recognize that they were in the wrong place with the wrong people, with the wrong king. And their search ended up helping them find the right people in the right place with the right king. That, friends, is the ingredients of joy. That is the ingredient of a full life. That is the ability to sit back and say, I have found what I have been looking for. John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You know, there's only two things you get to do with Jesus. Only two things you get to do with Jesus. You can either reject him or you can receive him. There's no in-between. There's no 50-50. There's no nights and weekends. It's I can reject him or I can receive him. And the Bible says to all who did receive him, to those who believed, gave worship, worship in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. What Jesus is? Jesus is everything that you never knew you were looking for. Jesus is everything that you never knew that you were searching for, looking for, desiring, that you looked for in relationships, that you looked for in experiences, that you looked for in resources, that you looked for in status. Jesus is all that and more. He's everything you never knew. You were looking for Isaiah chapter 9 is the prophecy about Jesus coming. It says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I want you to listen to this, what Jesus is he will be a wonderful counselor. What do you need tonight? Do you need a counselor? Someone who come alongside? Not just an average counselor. Some of y'all have been to bad counselors. It says he's a wonderful counselor. He sees us. He knows us. He loves us. He is. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. If you didn't know this, he has the power to execute on his promises. He's, he's, he's not an average God or a weak God or a God of the past, God of history. He's a mighty God. 
He's a God who has the power to execute on everything he said. He's watching over his word to see that it is fulfilled. He's a mighty God. He, he is, I love this, he's an everlasting father. You know, the Bible says this, that he's a father to the fatherless. That Jesus came to be the everlasting father to those who are lacking a father. Maybe you've lost a father. He's a father to the fatherless. Maybe you've had an absent father. This is what he came to be. An everlasting father. And then he came and his name would be the Prince of Peace. Can I tell you this? Jesus is everything we've been looking for. He really is. What else do you need? A wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. And he's the Prince of Peace. When the wise men stumbled into his stable. It's interesting. I begin to picture this in my mind, thinking about what this would look like. They came on camels. They came with gifts. They came with their robes. And, 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 and probably not even thinking that they were going to stumble into a stable and find a baby. But it did not stop them. The baby, the stable, the lowly conditions did not stop them from humbling themselves and falling to their knees and beginning to worship and beginning to you know why some people never find what they're looking for? Is they go to God to try to get something. Not recognizing who he is and what he's worth. And coming to him to give something. When you give him your life, he fills your heart. When you give him your life, he heals your heart. When you give him your life, he fills you with joy. When, he, when you give him your life, he fills you with peace. It's not the absence of trouble it's not the absence of pain or the absence of pandemics. It's not the Christianity does not exclude you from the pain of the world. But what it does do is it brings the wonderful counselor right into your life. That in every storm and in every difficulty, in every pandemic, in every economic downturn, that he's with you and he'll never leave you and he'll never forget for forsake you because he is the wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God. He is an everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. He is a king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. The Bible says he's the alpha and he is the omega. He is the beginning and he's the end. In Hebrews it says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was faithful then and he'll be faithful right now. How amazing would it be in Christmas on 2020 that we could say, surely we have found what we've been looking for. Maybe that'd be the greatest testimony to the world is that Christians would be able to say, we found what we've been looking for. Maybe tonight, for some of you, it's the night that you'll talk about for years. Years to come, Christmas is to come, that on this Christmas Eve in 2020, that you found what you've been looking for. Maybe in the room tonight, or for all those that are watching online, maybe you have been on a journey, you have been on a search that has left you wanting that has left you wondering, that has left you empty. I want to promise you something. Specifically in the room, if, if maybe even if you're a Christian and you haven't just received the fulfillment, sometimes all you need is the switch of this revelation, the revelation of who he is. 
Because the revelation of who He is and how good He is and how big He is and how great He is is the thing that will unlock worship in you. And when worship is unlocked in you, generosity will be unlocked in you. And when you begin to give God your life, your life begins to change. If you've always been coming to God to see what you could get, there's no wonder you haven't found what you've been looking for. But when you come to Him on Christmas Eve 2020 and you say, I believe in who you are and what you are. I've come to give you worship. I came to give you gifts. What gifts could we offer God? Romans says this, chapter 12, he says that I could be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you. God, you can have my life. Lord, I just pray right now across this room Lord, as we all are on our own journeys, all had our own ups and downs in this year, Lord, I pray that even right now your presence would be felt from the front to the back, from the right to the left, and everybody that's watching online, that we would sense your closeness now. Lord, I pray that there would be testimonies, Lord, even in 2021, that we have truly found what we've been looking for. We thank you for it. Just with your heads bowed and eyes closed, just for a moment. I don't want to leave tonight or dismiss tonight before we just take a second and give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. It would be my honor and privilege to be able to pray with you and agree with you to allow Jesus to come and be the Lord of your life. Salvation is a lot like the journey of the wise men. It's a search, it's worship, and it's a gift. Say, well, I don't have anything to offer God. He doesn't want anything from you besides your life. You don't have to bring him possessions or giftings or a perfect track record. All he wants is our life. The Bible says he'll give us beauty for our ashes. It's an exchange. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I don't want you to look around or worry about who's next to you. I want you to have your own moment with God right where you are. If you're not right with Jesus and you want to get right, you want to give your life to him, Christmas Eve 2020. Maybe you've been running from God, you've been far from God, but you said that's enough. Tonight, the search is over. I am going to give myself to Jesus. I'm gonna stop running. I'm gonna surrender my life to him. It would be the honor of my life to be able to pray with you. With no one looking around, just right where you are, we're not gonna embarrass anybody, but if you're ready to make that decision, if you wanna give your life to Jesus, or you wanna rededicate your life to Jesus, would you just slip up your hand all across this place, from the balcony down to the front, Say, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to rededicate. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? I'm, I'm going to thank you. I see that. God bless you. See in the back. God bless you. It's awesome. If you're watching online, you can respond. I see in the back. It's awesome. If you're watching online, you can respond to God just right where you are. Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. I'm just going to pray with you. You can put your hands down, and I'm going to pray. And as I pray, I'd ask you just to pray. If you raise your hand, just ask the Lord to come into your life. Lord, we recognize who you are. Lord, and tonight on this beautiful night, Lord, with your people in your presence, we ask you to come into our lives and come into our hearts. Lord, I pray that the weight that has been on your people would be lifted. Lord, your word says that in Christ we are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So we thank you, Lord, for that newness of life. We turn away. We repent, Lord, of trying to fill ourselves, trying to, trying to find, Lord, what we need from the world. We turn from those things and we receive from you. In the name of Jesus, 
Amen. Amen. Can we just thank God for these that have said yes to Jesus? Awesome. I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight. It's my prayer for you in 2021 that God would surprise you with his goodness, that he would astonish you with his goodness, he would bless you, and that for all of us, we would seek to find, seek and look to find who he is, a a diligent search so we can worship and give him our lives. From Jamie and I, we love you, God bless you, and Merry Christmas.